0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zuma Radio, the new AM 740.
1: The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau.
0: From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway, pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination... It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
2: Hi, I'm Chris Robinson, and this is The Travel Show. And this week, we're off to explore one of Europe's most exciting and cultural cities that is full of wonderful surprises for Canadian travellers. We're visiting Glasgow, prime city of Scotland, and a destination that is appearing on more and more lists of must-see places every year. It's time to find out why. So, prepare for some armchair travel that may well propel you into some very real travel by the time that we've finished with this show. We're going to hear about this very special year for Glasgow as it prepares to host the Commonwealth Games this summer. And the Queen's Baton has been travelling through Canada this very week. We'll learn about the significance of Glasgow's status as a UNESCO City of Music and about a very Canadian musical link. And we'll also find out about the cultural explosion of contemporary art in the city, which has brought this destination to the forefront of the international art scene. But before I introduce you to my first guest on the show, do come with me to Glasgow on a travel show magic moment. It was on my last visit to Glasgow that I discovered Merchant City, one of the oldest parts of Glasgow in the lower east side of the city centre, close to George Square and the Italian centre. It's very walkable and near to the River Clyde and Glasgow Green. What a transformation! This part of town thrived in the Victorian boom times when Glasgow was the second city of the British Empire and Merchant City was the place where the people would go to have fun. Bird markets, bowling greens and places of entertainment were here. Then, in the 20th century, life moved on and I remember it as a rather down-at-heel part of the city. Well, no more. Merchant City positively throbbed with life as I wandered the Victorian avenues. The bars, boutiques, restaurants, shops and art galleries glittered around me. And this is obviously where the centre of Glasgow's nightlife is to be found. Some of the delights that I stumbled across were the city halls, the old fruit market and the delightful Britannia Panopticon Musical Hall where Stan Laurel first performed on stage. And that's just one of the faces of this multifaceted destination. So let's explore many more with my first guest for today's show, Moira Dyer, Senior International Marketing Communications Manager for Glasgow City Marketing Bureau. Welcome to The Travel Show, Moira.
3: Delighted to be here, Chris.
2: Well, you're going to be our guide, of course, for the next hour. And let's start with the big picture because Glasgow has become one of Europe's most vibrant, dynamic and stylish cities.
3: I think it's actually been part of a a very um, cunning plan over the last few decades where everyone in the city has worked together to really create a city centre where people want to live, they want to work and they want to visit as travellers. We've got some of the best retail in the UK, in fact, the best shopping facilities outside of London's West End. We've got the most amazing world-class collection of civic museums and galleries. In terms of architecture, we have the best preserved Victorian architecture in the UK and that includes also the Art Nouveau mastery of Charles Rennie Mackintosh. And, of course, we're one of the friendliest, most welcoming cities that you could possibly ever visit um, and in the words of our new city brand, people do make Glasgow.
2: So true. I, I love that, uh, that new title because I think it's just perfect. Um, to help us set a scene, we're going to move on with some fast facts here. Uh, this is part of what we often do on The Travel Show, just help set the scene. So are you ready for some quick fire questions on your home city?
3: OK, go for it. OK,
2: what's the population of Glasgow roughly?
3: It's around 600,000 people within the city um, boundaries, and then about 2.5 million if you take the, uh, the greater Glasgow conurbation. So a huge percentage of Scotland's population.
2: Right. And uh, what are the rivers of Glasgow?
3: Well, the main artery which runs through the city is the River Clyde, which um, is famous, I think, worldwide for having built um, some of the world's greatest liners and ships, which set sail from the River Mm. Clyde. And then we also have the River Kelvin, which flows through the city, which um, gave its name to Lord Kelvin, who discovered absolute zero and was a physicist at the University of Glasgow.
2: And more of which anon, of course. Um, When was Glasgow awarded this this wonderful title, the European City of Culture?
3: We were awarded European City of Culture in 1990 and visitors today will absolutely see that that cultural creativity is very much a continuum. It wasn't something that was um, parachuted in in 1990 and then helicoptered out at the end of that year.
2: Yeah, uh, I think that that for me was the start of, of the um, uh, the recognition that, that Glasgow really was becoming a world-class city.
3: Well, I think it, it um, gave us the opportunity to showcase the fact that we were already a European city of culture. We already mm-hmm. had world-class museums and art galleries. We had fantastic architecture. We had an amazing product, but that title gave us the opportunity to showcase that on an international stage.
2: Including, of course, the Glasgow-style movement of the early 1900s.
3: Yeah, Charles Rennie Mackintosh was one of these, um, I guess, torture geniuses who who was never truly recognised in his own lifetime. And bit by bit, um, over the years following his death, the world has come to the realisation that he absolutely was a genius and that he was one of the main protagonists of the Glasgow-style movement, which was, um, I guess, developed in Glasgow in the early part of the 20th century by Macintosh, Macintosh's wife, Herbert McNair, and Margaret and Frances MacDonald. Margaret was Macintosh's wife and Frances was Herbert McNair's wife. They so, were known as the four and they were the pr- protagonists of the Glasgow-style movement.
2: How many uh, cultural organisations now call Glasgow home?
3: Gosh, I think we're um, over 100 organisations, including um, most of the National Performing Arts organisations, such as the Royal Scottish National Orchestra, Scottish Opera, Scottish Ballet, the National Theatre of Scotland and the BBC Scottish Symphony Orchestra.
2: Wow, over 100. And of course, the UNESCO status has just been awarded to the city. Can you tell me about that?
3: Well, we were awarded the status of UNESCO City of Music a couple of years ago and um, that was an, a tremendous accolade for the city, but I think it just threw into sharp focus the um, the music credentials of the city and the fact that, again, it's something which um, I always say in Glasgow, you're either in a band, you've just been in a band, or you're just <laughs> about to be in a band. There's music everywhere. And I think having the UNESCO status is really just... Um, I guess, threw that into Sharp Profile. Well,
2: Glasgow is therefore becoming uh, recognised as this marvellous international travel destination. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the museums and galleries.
3: Yeah, well, our civic museums and galleries, the collection is absolutely one of the richest in Europe and I think it's valued in somewhere um, in the region of two billion Canadian dollars So we have, as the jewel in our crown, Kelvin Grove Art Gallery, Mm -hmm. um, which is where you'll find Salvador Dali's Christ of St. John of the Cross. You'll find work by the Scottish colourists, by the Glasgow boys. You'll find natural history. It's in a beautiful setting in Kelvin Grove Park with the University of Glasgow in the background. The Burrell Collection, which is on the other side of the river, on the south side, um, that was gifted to Glasgow by Sir William Burrell, who owned a shipping company, and he collected everything and anything that appealed to him. So you'll find um, Egyptian art, you'll find Chinese porcelain, you'll find medieval tapestries, um, you'll find sculptures by Rodin and paintings by Degas.
2: Wow. And alongside of all this, these wonderful cultural treasures, of course, it's a great sporting city too.
3: It is a great sporting city. We were actually just named a couple of weeks ago as eighth in the world in the ultimate sports cities rankings, which is just incredible. And I think, you know, Glasgow is a city that is just passionate about sport. Um, And of course, we're absolutely delighted that we're hosting the Commonwealth Games in July and August later this year and the World Gymnastics Championships actually next year in 2015. So we're... Absolutely looking forward to hosting both of those major events. And um, of course, it's a great footballing city as well, great for golf. Yep. Um, something like 90 plus golf courses within one hour's drive. I in want the to city. hear more about yeah. this.
2: We'll get to that a little later in the show yeah. because uh, for now, I want to direct our listeners to the wonderful website peoplemakeglasgow.ca which is a real celebration of of both Glasgow and its people. And we're going to hear a lot more about the people of Glasgow later on in the show, so don't go away. And when we return, we'll be talking to the civic leader of the city about the upcoming Commonwealth Games in Glasgow. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show.
4: There is a place where architecture both defines and defies, where visiting galleries and museums is often freeing and free, and where the people are as friendly as they are funny. The city of Glasgow, one of Scotland's most exciting cultural venues, Glasgow now also belongs to the world. Come and visit your Glasgow during the biggest year in its history. Details at peoplemakeglasgow.ca.
5: Hi, Richard Killen from Killen Lando and Associates. Many people believe that because they do a bankruptcy or proposal, their credit will be ruined forever. Not true. Most people have no trouble recovering their former credit when the process is successfully completed. So don't wonder or worry. Get the facts. Call Killin Lando for a free consultation at our office nearest you, 888-545-5365 or visit us online at killinlando.ca. It may be the most stress relieving call you ever make.
6: Actions speak loud, but words are powerful. A masterpiece. On time and on budget. Better than I can ever imagine. High praise, direct from customers. It's why Royal Home Improvements is Homestar's award-winning home improvement company. Thank you. Get ready to open your mind and
7: your home to Paul Napolitano and Royal Home Improvements, who will build you that new summer patio, front porch, addition off the kitchen, and a bigger master bedroom.
6: Paul's design team will listen to your vision and lay out the blueprints for a lavish bath straight from the pages of Architecture and Home Magazine. Remember to ask Royal Home Improvements how you can qualify for the Royal Upgrade at no extra cost. It's a limited time offer, and certain conditions apply.
7: Looking for a home improvement company? Choose the award winner. Call Royal Home Improvements at 416 236 4400 or visit royalhomeimprovements.ca. Seniors never pay tax with Royal Home Improvements. Proud to partner with the Sick Kids Foundation.
1: Women everywhere are discovering Silken Flash and Go, the revolutionary at home solution for painless hair removal with permanent results. Just listen to what real users say about Flash and Go. It's convenient, it's easy to use, and what I love best about Flash and Go is it works. I'm ready at all times for anything. Easy to use and FDA cleared, Flashing Go uses pulses of light to safely and effectively remove unwanted hair. In as little as six private at home sessions, you'll experience permanent results. Imagine no more waxing, shaving, or plucking, and you'll save hundreds of dollars compared to professional treatments. It is so nice just being able to go anywhere and have smooth, sexy skin. I love it. Flash & Go comes with a money-back guarantee, so you've got nothing to lose but unwanted hair. Start experiencing softer, smoother, sexier skin in a flash. Flash & Go, not just a hair removal solution, a hair removal revolution. Brought to you by Silken, the global leader in professional aesthetic devices for home use. Find Flash & Go at your local Shoppers Drug Mart and Bed Bath & Beyond stores or online at silken.com. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau.
0: Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the new
2: AM740. Hi, I'm Chris Robinson and welcome back to The Travel Show and our celebration of life in Scotland's biggest city, of Glasgow. To host the Commonwealth Games is an enormous accolade for any city. Our own city of Hamilton was the inaugural city for the Games in 1930, and since then they have been hosted in cities such as Sydney, Auckland, Kuala Lumpur, and most recently in Delhi. This summer, Glasgow will be flying the flags of the Commonwealth Nations as it hosts the 20th Commonwealth Games in July and August to tell us what this means for Glasgow and, of course, for visitors to the city this summer is Councillor Gordon Matheson, leader of Glasgow Council and chair of the City Marketing Bureau. Welcome to the Travel Show, Councillor. I'm, I'm most delighted to be joining you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an exciting year, of course, for Glasgow. What does it mean to
8: host the, uh, the Glasgow 2014 Commonwealth Games? 2014 is the year of Glasgow. I actually call it the year of the games and Gaga, and there's a reason for that. (laughs) It's because not only are we hosting, I'm sorry, no offence to any of the games that have gone before us, but I would say the best Commonwealth Games that there will will, will ever have been, but also because later in the year we're hosting the MTV European Music Awards, so we're going to have Lady Gaga and all the rest of the, the, the stars in town. One in three of the world's population is going to have their eyes trained on Glasgow during this year an audience in excess of 1 billion people will be watching the Commonwealth Games in July, August. And then later in the year, some 700 million people will be watching Glasgow as we host the MTV European Music Awards. So this is a wonderful opportunity for us to welcome the world, not only we Scotland's largest city, but we are... Famously friendly. And do you know why I think that is, Chris? Because we're quite nosy. (laughs) We are interested in other people. I think that boring people are those who want to talk about themselves. Glaswegians, when we have visitors in our town, want to find out about them. You know, so, you're, you're absolutely right,
2: councilor I've noticed this on my visits to to Glasgow. You know, it's almost like, wow, I'm being cross-examined here. They
8: know more about me than I do. Well, <laughs> but 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 is it done in an entirely disarmingly beguiling yes. way? Quite. But, uh, and there is no agenda there, other than the, with, other than we are interested in other people, and that I think is what is what makes makes us so friendly. So I can't wait. The, 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 the beauty of my city, the fact that we're the, the economic powerhouse of, of, of Scotland, where are the, the largest city, um, we've got beautiful architecture, we're the sporting and cultural capital, all of that will speak for itself when we put on the, the Commonwealth Games in July and August. We, above all, as Glaswegians, are interested in the visitors, Canadians and everyone else from across the Commonwealth who will be uh, coming to our town. So what will the atmosphere actually be like during the Games time itself? It's just going to be a complete ball. I mean, it will be the place to be. We have all the the world-class sporting facilities already up and running. And actually, unlike any Commonwealth or Olympic Games that has gone before... All of our facilities are currently open and being used by the people who own them, namely the people of Glasgow. They're all owned by Glasgow City Council. They're being used by the people um, just now, whereas normally at least some of the major new facilities are first used by elite athletes. Our approach is we're building these Facilities principally for the people of Glasgow and Scotland and those who choose to come here. And we're lending them for the use of elite athletes during the game. So I think that's an interesting mindset. But it's not only about the sport which is going to be taking place here. The place is going to be on fire. The city is going to be simply jumping. Chris, let me <laughs> assure you, there is a lid for every pot in Glasgow. There are countless temptations, and I would encourage all visitors to succumb to some of them. And that is going to be the atmosphere and the tone of the friendly games in the friendly city.
2: Wow. It, it sounds like it's going to be such a great time. I, I've got to be there
8: myself. Um, what's the legacy of the games going to be for Glasgow? L- like the way I understand, I mean, people talk about l- legacy from these kind of major sporting events. And my understanding, just to be clear about what legacy is, is mm. that which is of value and which lasts. Right. In other words, it's not only what happens after the Games themselves. And so just to give you an example of that, when we were first awarded the Games, we decided, it actually kind of coincided pretty much with the worldwide economic downturn, but we as a city were absolutely determined that we would not have a lost generation, that we would not allow a growth in, for example, youth unemployment within our city. And therefore, what we as a council invested was £50 million of our uh, our own budgets to boost apprenticeship and job opportunities. We call it the, the Glasgow Guarantee. It's part mm. of the Commonwealth initiatives that we have to support people economically. So the people are getting jobs, people are developing skills that will last for life. We've invested, of course, heavily in our infrastructure, our road networks, for example, wonderful facilities that will allow us to benefit from that for many many years to come that is what's lasting the people of glasgow our economy and our social well-being is at the heart of these games well i'm glad you mentioned the 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 people of glasgow again
2: because i've noticed that your new city brand is people make glasgow how did this come
8: about Well, because we asked people. We asked people Uh at home. We asked people in libraries. We asked young people, business people, academics. We asked the Scottish diaspora, all those who had an interest who'd ever invested in Glasgow visited here. We said to them, just rather a simple question, what is it that makes Glasgow great? Or just, you know, what is it about Glasgow? Because the thing about marketing is that you're looking to try to get the essence of the product, Mm -hmm. and in this case, it's a place, and consistently... Time and time again, people said, Do you know what? Do you know what's really distinctive about Glasgow? It's Glaswegians, it's the people of Glasgow. It's the people who make Glasgow and who reinvent the the city all the time. And this this then, in terms of the creating our our new brand logo, People Make Glasgow, was simply an example of crowd branding on a global scale. We let the people tell us, and they told us from all walks of life that it is the people who make Glasgow. And it is a beautiful brand. And it's also very flexible. For example, we can say, Chris, things like people make Glasgow friendly. People make Glasgow welcoming. People make Glasgow smart. People make Glasgow vibrant. So we can use it in a very flexible way to um, to bring a focus onto a whole range of sectors. As a marketing guy,
2: I think it's a brilliant, uh, it's an inspirational idea. It really is because you're right. You know, in terms of marketing, we say unique selling proposition. And um, the Glaswegians are that USP. They're the
8: unique selling proposition for Glasgow. We have always made Glasgow, and we always reinvent ourselves. We were the industrial, uh, intellectual powerhouse of the Industrial Revolution. We built ships that uh, sailed the, you know, the, the the seven seas. There are now more people employed in the tourism sector in Glasgow than have ever been employed in the shipyards in my lifetime. So we're a city which is always changing. One of the reasons I think for that uh, is that we are. We're not a capital city. I think okay. that actually adds to our determination we, uh, to to invent and reinvent ourselves. We do not ever take success for granted becausewegians make this city and that is what we are promoting and also incidentally politically yeah. is a very good good approach because you can get marketing uh, wrong if the product isn't right and especially when you're trying to promote a city, you need to make sure you're carrying people with you yeah. So the people are behind the brand, absolutely. They're at the heart of the brand, they're behind the brand, but it's internationally and from all sectors, people told us, what what is it about Glasgow? Do you know what? It's the people. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Now, of course, the, the Queen's baton has been in Canada this week. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it's just been wonderful to be in Canada. Actually, forgive me, it's my first time here and I promise you I will be back. It's a beautiful, (laughs) beautiful country and I've just been thrilled uh, to be here and to to be so warmly welcomed. We've used the opportunity of the, 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 the Queen's Baton being in Canada, uh, to promote Glasgow more generally and to do business deals and to promote trade and so on, you, you know, as you can imagine, all these kind of discussions and meetings go on around about the actual formal events of the of the, the Queen's Baton. But the key point for me is, Canada is a massive, hugely successful sporting Commonwealth country, and it's a real honour and pleasure. For me as the leader of Glasgow, Scotland's largest city, to be here and to ensure that you feel as much a part of these Commonwealth Games in Glasgow as any other part of the Commonwealth. And we are so delighted the way that that Canadians have bought into Glasgow's Commonwealth Games.
2: Well, um, we're delighted to have you here and looking forward enormously to the, the 20th Commonwealth Games in Glasgow this year. And of course, you can plan your trip to Glasgow by visiting the website, which is People Make Glasgow.ca. Thank you so much for your time, Councillor Matheson. It's my great pleasure. Thank you for your time and for your interest. Well, and good luck with the summer's uh, Commonwealth Games and stay tuned. In our next segment, we'll be hearing all about Glasgow's musical heritage from a well-known guest with a foot in both Glasgow and Toronto. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show.
4: There is a place where architecture both defines and defies. Where visiting galleries and museums is often free, and free. And where the people are as friendly as they are funny. The city of Glasgow. One of Scotland's most exciting cultural venues, Glasgow now also belongs to the world. Come and visit your Glasgow, during the biggest year in its history. Details at peoplemakeglasgow.ca. Andrew Hanna here. Amidst a 600-acre biodiverse
5: ranch, we find Saracena Vineyards. This setting gives rise to a distinguished collection of captivating wines that evoke an honest sense of place while remaining true to their varietal character. And nowhere is this honesty more candid than in the Old Soul Red, capturing the flavors of California in a unique blend of Malbec, Syrah, Zinfandel, and Petit Syrah. Why not try Saracena Vineyards Atria, the Old Soul Red? Available now at LCBO Vintages.
6: Retirement Miramichi. What is it about this East Coast dream that has residents saying, we should have moved here years ago? Is it the low cost of living? The location on New Brunswick's spirited Miramichi River? In a word, yes. Or in the words of a resident, this is as close to heaven as you're going to get.
0: Get a little closer online at retirenb.ca and move in now to Retirement Miramichi.
1: Choose your ride. Get in and drive. It's the final month of Autobahn for All at Oakville Volkswagen. Answer the call of the open road in a brand new VW and get cash and owner loyalty incentives of up to $1,000. Plus lease and finance rates from 0%, including Tiguan. Autobahn for all means amazing deals for all, but only until May 31st. Oakville Volkswagen, third line at the QEW. Shop online at oakvillevw.com.
5: Frank Leo of REMAX West, he gets it. You know, I mean, he gets it. You can picture your average real estate agent in between working the phones at the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, real estate. Well, yeah, it's a tough game, real estate. Well, there's a reason this Leo is the king of the Toronto real estate jungle, because Frank Leo has an amazing system for creating demand and selling homes fast and for more money because of his total service guarantee, which states, in writing, right in front of you, Frank will sell your home at a price and deadline you agree to or he will buy your home. What's the secret? How does he stand out from the average real estate agent up on those billboards and in the coffee shops? Well, it's this marketing exposure. He spends hundreds of thousands of marketing dollars to create incredible demand and sell homes fast for top dollar. The average agent in Toronto and the GTL sells 2.4 homes a year. Frank sells a home every 36 hours. He outsells the average agent 100 to 1. Call an agent willing to earn your business every single day. Give Frank Leo a call at 416-917-LION. 917-LION or go online to getleo.com. That's getleo.com.
1: The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau.
0: Exciting destinations. Compelling conversation. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. On Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.
2: Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show and to our exploration of the host city of the 20th Commonwealth Games, Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow's reputation as one of the world's great sports cities is complemented by its great cultural reputation, particularly in the field of music. And this is the facet of Glasgow that I want to find out more about in this segment of our show. So I'm really delighted to welcome a well-known maestro to The Travel Show, maestro Peter Ungian, musical director of both the Toronto Symphony Orchestra and the Royal Scottish National Orchestra. Welcome to The Travel Show, Peter.
9: Thank you very much, Chris.
2: Well, it's great to have you on here. And in your role as musical director of both the RSNO and the TSO, you have two musical homes in Toronto and Glasgow. How would you describe the different vibe in each city?
9: Interesting question. First of all, it's kind of amazing that you're doing this show from Toronto and you're doing it about Glasgow, because I guess I'm a fairly obvious guest. But uh, <laughs> you know, Toronto, of course, is a massive cosmopolitan city nowadays, but one that basically grew through the 20th century and now very much in the 21st century. Um, and it, it has an incredibly multicultural Kind of vibe with over half a million Chinese and several hundred thousand Portuguese and you know and Italians and so on. Um, so it's a really modern American uh, city with massive skyscrapers, many downtowns. I think it has five Chinatowns, and a, and a wonderful cultural heritage of its own. Glasgow, of course, is a is a much older traditional European city um, with tremendous old architecture and just an old european feel to it um, but both places ha- share things in common i think that they mm-hmm. they have a, a a real emphasis on culture and sport i would say mm-hmm. and also that people are extremely kind and generous and um and particularly in the case of Glasgow, rather witty, but, but that's also somewhat true of, of Torontonians. The biggest difference, I'd say, is that when you're driving with Torontonians, they, they drive like, like they're playing hockey. Uh, <laughs> the Scots tend <laughs> to be rather more polite um, at the steering wheel, I would have to say. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's important to bear in mind.
9: Oh, what do you think... Uh, if, you're crossing, if you're crossing the street as a pedestrian in Toronto, keep that in mind. Yeah, yeah
2: for sure. What do you think uh, uh, Glasgow as a UNESCO city of music has to offer Canadian visitors?
9: Well, you know, it's a, it's a fabulous centre for culture generally. I mean, mm. there are so many things. You know, one thing I should preface all of this by is that when I go to Glasgow, I am so busy that I almost never get an opportunity to do all the things that you know, that, that tourists should yeah. and, and can do. I mean, you should actually be talking to my wife because when she goes, she <laughs> has time. But, I mean, the Kelvin Grove is the most fantastic building, wonderful museum. The Glasgow Cathedral, the Borough Collection, uh, seeing city chambers. Of course, the Royal Concert Hall, which is about, mm. uh, what is it, Twenty. We built in about 1990 or something like that. Um, that's yeah. our our home in Glasgow. We also have another home, the Usher Hall in Edinburgh, of course, another beautiful city. Um, but, you know, I'm walking down Buchanan Street is one of the great pedestrian shopping streets of the world today. And so there's a, there's a great deal to see and enjoy about Glasgow and a very animated musical life. Of course, it's the home of the Royal Scottish National Orchestra and the BBC mm. Scottish Symphony, um, both very fine orchestras. And there are concerts to be seen, a lot of jazz, a lot of rock Um, and a lot of traditional music, naturally, as well.
2: Yes, and and of course, the the musical traditions, you know, do spread right up to the current day. There's some some great rock music that has come out of Glasgow in the the last few years.
9: Absolutely. And and, and not to mention the papers. Mm. You know, uh, and this is something else that we have very much in common because, uh, you know, the Toronto Police Paper is quite famous around the world. And um, when you're... In Glasgow and and you start to hear these papers uh, playing on the street somewhere it just does create magical quality we actually went on tour with the orchestra last uh, it was the New Year's of Mm -hmm. 2013 January 2013 and we took several papers uh, with us from the uh, National Youth Pipe Band and I have to say the Chinese audience loved the orchestra but I, I sometimes felt that the reason they love the orchestra so much is because we did encores with six pipers. And uh, it, it was just sensational for them. I mean, they, they loved the sound of it.
2: Oh, that's fabulous. Well, this week, of course, we've experienced the excitement of the Queen's Baton Relay as it travelled across Canada en route to Glasgow for the 2014 Commonwealth Games in July. So travelling between both cities, as I guess you, you do fairly frequently, do you get a sense of the growing anticipation in Glasgow in the run-up to the Games?
9: Yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of of excitement. Um, you know, people, they the Scots are wonderful hosts anyway by nature. You know, I mean, anyone who's been to Scotland or who knows anyone Scottish knows just how hospitable people are and how warm they are. So the the idea of this Commonwealth Games is is a very dramatic moment actually for Scotland in general and particularly for Glasgow. And we at, at the Royal Scottish National Orchestra are doing. Uh, a performance of Mahler's Eighth Symphony. This is the symphony that's often referred to as a symphony of a thousand because you can perform it with a thousand people. It has been done with a thousand people, but usually it's about three, four, maybe 500 people. But we have, there are eight soloists, vocal soloists in this, and we have eight different Commonwealth countries represented in our performance, um, our two performances, which will take place. Uh, right at the end of May, beginning of June. Um, so we have our own particular celebration of of this Commonwealth, upcoming Commonwealth Games for for our for our musical fans. Oh,
2: that, that'll be a fantastic experience for those uh, lucky enough to uh, to experience
9: it. It's going to be great because it, it, there are two full choirs and a children's Choir, mm-hmm. a massive orchestra, Huge. and then these these eight soloists from all over the place, including Samoa, even. So I mean, oh. we've got. It's really a great celebration.
2: It's going to be a great summer in Glasgow, for sure. Now, I guess this next question really should be addressed to your wife rather than to you. But if you were showing friends or family around uh, Glasgow, where would you take them? What are your favourite places?
9: Yes, I would take them to a rehearsal because that's about all I do. They could come to some (laughs) meetings, you know, (laughs) planning meetings for programming. But my wife (laughs) would take them to all of these. First of all, it's a great walking city, actually, because there's a lot of wonderful architecture and the, the river goes through it um i have to say now you know there's you never in Scotland or in glasgow say that you should go to a celtic game as opposed to a rangers game mm. that's politically very incorrect because they're these two famous football teams um but i have been to celtic park and uh i have a feeling that the the, the rangers park is just as exciting but to hear those people sing is absolutely incredible. You know, you think you're going to a football game, but you've got 60,000 people singing in unison. It's phenomenal. And that's a great experience for, for people who love sport. And I mentioned earlier some of the architecture, you know, Glasgow Cathedral, Kelvin Grove Museum, mm-hmm. the Borough Collection. I've never even had the chance to see it myself, but it's very, very famous. Um, George Square is lovely to see. It's great history. And the university, people, um, you know, if, if you just drive by that university, you see some of the most stunning architecture. It, so it, it has a, a, a great history of, of, of painting, uh, of creativity in Glasgow. And you, you just think, when you think of Glasgow, you know, a lot of people think, oh, Scotland, gulf, hills. Um, mm-hmm. But the, the, the wonders of the cultural history are quite startling to people. And it, it's kind of, I hope nobody be insulted if I say that, it's like a mini London, you know, mm-hmm. without the traffic because uh, <laughs> you can't get anywhere in London anymore. And right now there's a tube strike anyway. So, um, but, but, you know, you really can can get around. People will be helpful. And I have to say also from the point of view of cuisine, in the last couple of decades, um, Glasgow has become a wonderful place to eat all kinds of, of different foods from all over the world, um, including Indian and Italian and, of course, French cuisine. And if you like haggis, Mm. go ahead.
2: <laughs> I, I, I won't ask you the obvious question as to whether you dine on haggis. but uh, I actually like haggis. I, I, I genuinely do. So uh, I have it when I go to Glasgow. I, I've got a chance to ask you a question that I don't get to ask any other of my travel show guests. So I don't know if you're ready for this, but finally, if Glasgow was a piece of music, what would it be?
9: Oh, boy. Well, <laughs> oh, that is... Uh That's you know it would be some kind of insane Mahler symphony, because (laughs) because there there is uh, you know Mahler liked to incorporate into his symphonies all kinds of ethnic different kinds of folk music and so on and I think the sounds of Glasgow are so varied and so exciting I think yeah it would be Mahler's eleventh symphony. That's what it would be.
2: Fantastic, fantastic. I'm going to go and have to listen now (laughs) when
9: I I finish the show doesn't exist, by the way. <laughs> it should do, it
2: should do. Maybe I'll have to, just have to, uh, to content myself with Marla's eighth. <laughs> there you
9: are.
2: Uh, look, thank you so much for sharing your unique perspective on Glasgow, Peter. Really
4: appreciate it.
9: It's a great pleasure,
2: Chris. I'll keep listening as we'll be returning to Glasgow after this break, and you're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show.
4: There is a place where architecture both defines and defies, where visiting galleries and museums is often freeing and free and where the people are as friendly as they are funny. The city of Glasgow. One of Scotland's most exciting cultural venues, Glasgow now also belongs to the world. Come and visit your Glasgow during the biggest year in its history. Details at peoplemakeglasgow.ca
10: Hi, Norm Edwards here. Should you use Sierra Sil? Well, if you're seeking improved comfort in your daily routine through increased flexibility and mobility, then yes. If you're active, if you like to get out and enjoy the neighborhood, do some walks around the park, well then, yes, you should use Sierra Sil. If you want to maintain your freedom with your favorite activities and reduced aches or stiffness, then yes, because Sierra Sil will help you accomplish all those things. Get rid of that inflammation. Get rid of the aches and pains that come from daily living. And it's so simple to use, just a couple of capsules a day. I've used it for over two years, and I feel great. And I encourage you to try it as well. And now there is relief for the pups, Sierrasil Pet Chews. It works on dogs the same miraculous way it works on people. Look for Sierrasil at your favorite natural food store, or you can find it at Nature's Source with five locations in Mississauga, Oakville, Toronto, Coburg, and at all Rexall pharmacies and Rexall Pharma Plus locations. Sierrasil. Hi, I'm Naz. And I'm Wally of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Tune us in every
7: Sunday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on AM740. Finally, sports radio with real attitude, no sport left unturned. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Tune in, call in. Tonight, order a stone-baked, extra-thin
0: crust pizza from our proud sponsor, PizzaVille. Less crust, more taste. Only ten ninety nine. PizzaVille, 736-3636 or pizzaville.ca.
1: The workmanship
6: was excellent.
1: Meticulous. We would definitely recommend them to family and friends.
6: We took the words right out of your mouth. Thank you to these customers and many more. Your votes of confidence are the reason Royal Home Improvements is Homestar's award-winning home improvement company.
7: Isn't it the right time in your life for a new great room or a spacious master bedroom? Royal Home Improvements design team can take any space and visualize more living, taking it from concept to completion. So, dream big with a Royal Home Improvements home edition and live better.
6: First, ask Royal Home Improvements how you can qualify for the Royal Upgrade at no extra cost. It's a limited time offer and certain conditions apply.
7: Looking for a home improvement company? Choose the award winner. Call Royal Home Improvements at 416 236 4400 or visit royalhomeimprovements.ca. Seniors never pay tax with Royal Home Improvements. Proud to partner with the Sick Kids Foundation.
1: The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by Glasgow City Marketing Bureau.
0: Crossing oceans and borders with no passport required. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio, the
2: new AM740. Welcome back to The Chris Robinson Travel Show, where this week we're finding out about the many reasons to plan a trip to Glasgow this year. Glasgow's hosting the 20th Commonwealth Games this summer and its glorious cultural attractions certainly make it worth a visit alone. But there is so much more to attract visitors to Glasgow. And to explore this subject further, I'm pleased to welcome back Moira Dyer, Senior International Marketing Communications Manager for Glasgow Marketing Bureau. Moira, we can't mention any Scottish destination on the show without discussing more about that great game of golf.
3: Yep, and I think um, someone... Estimated just quite recently that if you were to play two rounds a day, Mm -hmm. it would take almost seven weeks to complete (laughs) the Grand Tour of Greater Glasgow's many and varied courses. We've worked out that there are more than 90 golf courses within one hour's travelling distance of Glasgow. So um, I don't think you would ever tire. Um, And we have everything within Easy, easy access, whether it's some of the great coastal um, links courses, whether you want to play within a, a more a, a city environment mm-hmm. or indeed um, down by Loch Lomond. So whatever you like, you will absolutely find a golf course that will please your eye and your golf club.
2: And is it uh, relatively easy for visitors to get around?
3: I would say that Glasgow is really on the... The doorstep of some of the most fantastic scenery in mm. um, Scotland, and within really easy travelling distance of some of the great golf courses. In fact, the Ryder Cup, which is being hosted up in Glen Eagles uh-huh. in September, I mean that's just one under one hour's drive from the centre of Glasgow. So again, you know that's another example of a fantastic sporting event that's taking place near us this year. Yeah.
2: Uh, golf is so close to the heart of so many Canadians that I know this rings uh, uh, a really uh, loud bell in most, most people's plans for, for a trip.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, golf is something which I think is a universal language, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's just to be loved by by so many. So we are indeed blessed with the number of golf courses that we have in and around the city.
2: And part of that, as you mentioned, is the landscapes. It's another great yes. reason to go.
3: Yeah, the The name Glasgow actually comes from the Gaelic Glasuhu, which means... Mm-hmm means dear green place Ah. and Glasgow actually has more parks and gardens per capita than any other European city so we're an incredibly green city we've got amazing parks and gardens like Kelvin Grove Park the Mm. beautiful botanic gardens Pollock Park but also why not um, take a seaplane from the centre of Glasgow and you can fly um, over some of the wonderful islands and scenery that we have in, in Scotland. Again, Glasgow is a great touring base from which to explore the likes of Loch Lomond, um, the Trossachs, the Ayrshire coast, which of course has strong associations with Robert Burns. Um, So it really is, we're 45 minutes from Edinburgh, um, we're 30 minutes from Stirling, we're under an hour from Perthshire and the the Highlands. So we really are a fantastic place to base yourself.
2: And Loch Lomond is just one of the most beautiful places in Scotland. And as you say, right on the doorstep of Glasgow.
3: Yeah, it's Glasgow's playground. You know, that's where um, Glaswegians go um, when we have wonderful weather, which we do, (laughs) (laughs) which we do. Um, And it's so easy to get down to Loch Lomond. You can get a, a train if you don't have your own transport. You can hop on a train, in the heart of the city, and that will take you down to somewhere like Balloch, which is at the um, the top of the loch. Or indeed, you can take, um, there are coaches which go from the city centre, which will take you right up Loch Lomond. So very easy to access.
2: Back in the city, of course, enormous numbers of events and festivals coming up.
3: Yes. Um, after Commonwealth Games, we have the glorious spectacle of the World Pipe Band Championships, which take place in August also with Piping Live. And then we have events which are well-loved annual fixtures such as Celtic Connections, which takes place in January. We have our amazing film festival, our amazing comedy festival. And in 2015, we're hosting the Turner Prize. Oh, which, that's a big one. That is a big one. And that is the um, Contemporary Prize for um, UK Art And Glasgow has produced so many Turner Prize winners and Turner Prize nominees in recent years that the term, the Glasgow miracle, has been coined to try and articulate what is it about Glasgow that is making it such a hotbed of artistic um, activity. So for us, the Turner Prize coming to Glasgow next year seems to be a very natural fit and is something that we're really excited about and the Gallery of Modern Art, for example, in the heart of the city centre is a wonderful juxtaposition of former mansion of one of the tobacco lords from the um, 18th century, which now has this amazing contemporary arts collection. So you can go and do your shopping and then you can pop in and, and get a fix of contemporary art.
2: And the, the buildings just keep on coming. There's a new one that's just opened, I believe, the, the Reed Building
3: yes so just a couple of weeks ago the Reed building which was designed by Stephen Hall architects which is a New York um, practice and they were huge fans of Macintosh are huge fans of Macintosh and they um, applied for the uh, competition they were chosen as the architects and the building has opened just opposite the Macintosh building on the Glasgow School of Art campus and it's beautiful building. It really pays homage to Glasgow in the use of light and space Mm. without being a facsimile of the Charles Rennie Mackintosh building opposite and I think the two, I think Mackintosh would have approved, let's put it that way. You
2: can say nothing better than that.
3: Yeah and I think if you love architecture it's a great time to come. We've got the Reed building which has just opened Riverside Museum, which mm-hmm. is where our transport collection is housed. The building itself was designed by Zaha Hadid.
2: It's stunning. I've, I've seen the pictures. I haven't yet been.
3: Yeah, well, it was actually voted European Museum of the Year last year. And it houses Glasgow-built trams, trains, locomotives. But people come as much to see the collection and the story of the people who made these objects as they do come to see the building. And in mm-hmm. fact, I was speaking to someone outside the building a few months ago, and he said, you know, look at the shape of the roof. He said, it looks like a cardiogram. It's the heartbeat of the city. <laughs> wow. And he just got Ooh, nice on idea. his bike and cycled off. And I thought, <laughs> wow, that's exactly it. It is the heartbeat of the city.
2: <laughs> it comes back to the people of Glasgow, doesn't it? I mean,
3: People make Glasgow. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's so true. Wow. Yeah. Any
2: other favourite buildings that you...
3: I love um, Glasgow School of Art Tours is an absolute must. The tours are conducted by students and they're really fantastic. And I also love going to the Hunterian Art Gallery at the University of Glasgow. They have an amazing collection of paintings by uh, Whistler Mm -hmm. and also by the Scottish colourists and the Glasgow Boys and also uh, the Macintosh House inside. So those would absolutely be some of my top tips.
2: Uh, well, we have got to give our listeners some advice on how to get to, to Glasgow this... Uh, well, not just this summer. I mean, obviously, the Games are a big draw, but throughout the whole year because it's very much a four-season destination.
3: Yeah, um, we have direct access, um, air transat, mm-hmm. so you can fly direct from Toronto. And then there are also flights um, from Calgary and Vancouver. And actually, this summer, Europe Airpost are um, scheduling flights between Halifax and Glasgow, so we now have a direct link with Nova Scotia. Oh, that's great. Which is great. So I would, um, again, just advise your listeners to go on to peoplemakeglasgow.ca and you'll find the access link there, and that will take you through to the websites of Air Transat, Canadian Affair um, and Europe Air Post. And the
2: fact that, of course, that your website has got a .ca uh, variation, is, is wonderful. So that means there's some specific content there for Canadians.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, we felt it was very important to have it in dual medium, so it's in English and also for um, Francophone listeners.
2: Wonderful. Well, that's the website, bears mention again, peoplemakeglasgow.ca for all the information for planning your trip to Glasgow this year. Well, we're out of time. My thanks to uh, Councillor Matheson and uh, Maestro uh, Undiann, and, of course, to you, Moira, for sharing your love of Glasgow with us on the show today.
3: Thank you very much, Chris. Pleasure.
2: Do join us uh, next week for another travel experience. And in the meantime, you can find out more about this show at com. Looking forward to seeing you again next week on the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Hi, Chris Robinson here again, and welcome to our weekly roundup of travel news. This is where I tell you about where we're going on next week's show and fill you in about the prizes, special offers, any topical news that we have from the travel world. And let's start with the prizes, as I can announce that the winner of the AM 740 Four Night New Hampshire Adventure and Shopping Getaway, courtesy of New Hampshire Division of Tourism, is Jerry from Hamilton. And she's off to North Conway and the White Mountains. Stay tuned for future travel show prizes linked to the show. And you could be off too with me to Ireland on the 8 days Trafalgar guided vacation Irish highlights, which I'll be accompanying next October. The land tour is a very reasonably priced at 1665 and all the details are on the travel show website or you can call 1877 262 8501. And you can also listen to past shows on the podcast links on the website too, as well as send in your travel questions and comments to me for possible airing on future shows. In travel news, the Toronto Marathon is taking place tomorrow morning. So come on out and support the runners as we run along Yonge Street from Mel Lastman Square to the lake, starting at 7.30 in the morning. And I say we, as I'll be among the thousands running the marathon, and every voice of support out there will make the world of difference to us. It's also good to support our city's marathon, which brings in large numbers of runners and their families from all over the world to increase local tourism. I'll let you know how I got on next week, if I have got my breath back by then. And I stayed last night at a unique accommodation in Kingston that I can warmly recommend to our listeners. The Frontenac Club Inn is situated right in the heart of Kingston's historic downtown, a block from Lake Ontario and close to Queen's University. It must be one of Canada's oldest inns as this historically designated limestone building was begun in 1826 and became the Frontenac Club, established by leading Kingstonians, garrison officers and members of the 14th Battalion Officers Club. Some of the guest rooms at the inn are named after famous guests at the club, including Alexander Graham Bell, Sir Sanford Fleming and the 10th Prime Minister of Canada, William Lyon Mackenzie King. It's a charming place to base yourself for a short break to Kingston, and the breakfast is the perfect start to a day's exploring of the Limestone City. Now, here are some current travel deals that have caught my eye this week. Canadian Affair, a respected tour operator specialising in trips between Canada and the UK, have a great deal to the Scottish city that we've just been talking about. The cost of their return flights... Toronto to Glasgow has just been reduced to $839 including all taxes and that's a great deal and if you want to find out more you can call them on 1877 835 9285 Transat have just added a new flight from Toronto to Jamaica for the summer months. From the end of June to the end of August, you can fly Transat on Fridays and stay at one of the well-known five-star Grand Bahia resorts in Runaway Bay for a one-week, all-inclusive vacation from just $899 plus taxes. Ask your travel agent for the details quickly because I really expect this offer not to last for very long. Now, this is the time of year when many Canadians plan their trips to Europe – So we thought we would feature a European destination on the travel show next week. But which one? Well, we couldn't make up our minds. So we've decided to put together a Euro Sampler show featuring a different European country in each of the four show segments. We're going to be doing a grand tour and dropping in on Austria, Switzerland, Italy and France. So hold on to your chapeau and tune in to the travel show next Saturday at 1pm here on AM 740 Zuma Radio.